I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Oh, oh we're right. live. We're not quite live, but we are rolling. Uh, it's just a uh, bra guy and me. Just the two of us. We're sans Taylor right now. Um, but uh, hi, everybody. Hey hoping, hoping you're having a really good week so far. We're, we're going to drop one of these, uh, just a routine checkups on you. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a little while, Bri. No, but we've got the perfect uh, perfect opportunity to do it after a, a, last, a, a recent episode that could use a little bit more insight into the reality of of the situation. Yeah, so uh, you may or may not have listened to the episode we did with our... Uh, our cocaine friend. cowgirl. Yeah, yeah, our cocaine cowgirl, Abby. <laughs> um, Abby was addicted to cocaine or, or, and... Um, is uh, is working on that addiction right now, and um, and she uh, she was also doing some escorting on the side to. I to think she's probably. Her. I think after our conversation that she's she's in the clear now. Oh yeah, she, I I my I have high hopes for Abby. I think she's gonna do she's gonna do really well. High hopes. Oh, uh. nope, uh, that's <laughs> not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we love Abby. We 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 love that conversation. However, there was a couple things that came up in that conversation that we actually had a, a number of people reach out to us. Um, which is the best. Like I, I oh, absolutely love when, when we have uh, conversations, especially there's, uh, we're going to be talking about abortion and when, uh, when you guys were kind of, you, uh, Jer and, and Taylor and Abby were having, was you guys were having this conversation about abortion and I was just sitting back listening because I really know nothing about the the procedures of of getting an abortion. Yeah, me neither. I've never had one, and uh, I hope I never have to. Yeah. Um, but I know that uh, that it is a it's a uh, a touchy subject. Yeah. Well, the, to say the least, for a lot of people. And the um, thing that the thing that I love about those conversations that we have is is it it almost makes us go back and and do a little bit more research, but it also. Uh, Encourages listeners to to write in and share yeah. their experience yeah. with uh, with that particular topic as well. Yeah. So uh, you know, like we've said time and time and time again, is uh, we are we are solely looking to to hear people's experience and what they deal with, and um, and we're not too too uh, cu- we we don't want to get too too caught up in the um, the. I don't know, like the the technical terms or the technical kind of know how or, or or what what have you. However, at the same time, we definitely don't ever want to put forth any kind of uh, misinformation. And uh, with that past episode with uh, with Abby, um, she said some things that that uh, that were not true, were not correct. Um, now, I in the episode, I attributed that to the amount of cocaine she may have been doing at the time, <laughs> uh, which very well could have been the issue. Um, but 
If you haven't listened to the episode, go back, take a listen. And uh, but I'm going I'm to read an, an email that actually came in that I think sums things up pretty pretty nicely. Um, so uh, let's get right to it. Here we go. Hi guys, big fan of the show over here in London, England. I am writing about the most recent episode with Abby. I am actually doing a PhD in law now, and I study developments in reproductive technologies. God, that's a thing, man. Mm-hmm. Some people go to school for like really smart things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were continuing to read in no. the, the email or if you were just... Uh, uh, All right, here we go. Re- reproductive rights are a huge concern of mine, especially as I did my MA on laws that impact these rights while I was in the States and was just blown away by how restrictive they can be. I am absolutely not an expert on the subject of abortion. So we'll repeat that. She is not an expert on the subject of abortion. But I just wanted to address a worry. Though I know Abby was for sure not trying to spread misinformation, and you guys also addressed the fact that you thought she may be mistaken, I was really concerned by what she said about the time frame in which a woman can get an abortion. In both the U.S. and Canada, fetal viability is marked around 24 weeks. This refers to when a fetus could potentially survive outside the mother's body. And while it is a slippery term, I pun intended there, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> There's actually, I just want to inter- interject for a second. There's an amazing Radiolab uh, episode called 28 weeks there you go uh about fetal viability and yeah. it's it's extremely fascinating and and well worth a listen if you've got the time so while fetal viability is a slippery term it's a good marker of when a provider will no longer offer the service in the united states there are a lot of places where providers would face criminal charges if they offered abortions beyond this point In Canada, criminal law isn't a concern in this regard, but the suction-type abortion that Abby referred to would be considered late stage. There certainly isn't a uh, mandated length of time that providers make you wait to get an abortion. The two things that I can think of where this might be the case is that some clinics have a 24- or 48-hour waiting period after a woman decides she wants an abortion, ostensibly just to make sure she doesn't change her mind. The other possibility is just access to abortion care. I don't know enough about the medical side of things in Canada because most of my work on this subject has been in the U.S. or the U.K. so far. But I can well imagine that as in both of these countries, or that as in both of these countries, sometimes there's a wait because clinics aren't able to schedule people in right away. Anyway, I hope this isn't too much information. I just wanted to reach out because on the subject of abortion, misinformation is not only super rampant, but also potentially could potentially fuel the fire of very scary conservative people. Not that I imagine these very scary people are likely listening to your show. I feel like they, <laughs> they'd be scared off by er, early on by the penis talk. <laughs> but this is one of those subjects where life and death of women and providers can literally be at stake. Also... In both the States and Canada, there's lots of people that would love to believe that abortions all happen late into pregnancies. That would just help justify the framing abortion providers as baby killers. That is my repro rights rants for the moment, but I would also love if you guys could at some point bring on an abortion provider. It's such a stigmatized, problematic subject, even in Canada, and it would be really interesting to hear from someone on the medical side of the issue. Also, it would fit well into the kind of mini arc of deuteruses and uteruses, re Leslie and the episodes you have done about miscarriage and breastfeeding. (laughs) I got so much nerdy enjoyment out of all of these. I love hearing and learning about wombs. Thanks for your time, guys, and keep up the great stuff. XOXOCH. 
Uh, CH, thank you for that. I think that was a really uh, uh, well put uh, and timely email to send to us. And uh, I am so on board with having an abortion provider come yeah, on the show. Yeah, me too. So if you're sure. listening to this and you are an abortion provider or you work in that sort of field pretty pretty closely or you know someone who is, yo, get in touch with us. Uh, go to our website or just send us an email, info at sickboypodcast.com or sickboypodcast at gmail.com. We got a whole bunch of emails going on right now. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? It's funny that sometimes people people write us at those email addresses and they're like, I hope that this makes it to yeah. Jeremy or Brian or yeah. Taylor. It and makes it to us. It, <laughs> we read every single email that comes in. We're uh, the only ones who read those emails. Yeah. There's not like some type of admin person. Yeah, we, this is our team. Vetting them. <laughs> <laughs> this is our team. It's just the three of us. Um, yeah, I think that was really interesting. And you know what? I, I just want to say that um, that, that email made me kind of go, well, what's the deal with abortion in Nova Scotia? Um, and you know what it took, it was as quick as just Googling Nova Scotia abortion. And what I got was the, how can um, we be sure us listening to you say this right now? That I know, this is a viable I know it's source. the Halifax sexual health center. So they're, okay. they're a pretty legit source. Uh, it's the place that you would go for any of your sexual health needs. Um, and this little, this little, um, page here, abortion counseling and referrals. So this is inf- great information for anybody in Halifax who is like, you know what? I do not want to have this baby. I should go have an abortion, go to the Halifax sexual health center. Um, and, uh, but here's a little information just so you know, in Halifax or in Nova Scotia, um, you go in, the receptionist will ask you, uh, the date of your last period. If your period is less than three months ago, the receptionist will book you in. However, if your period is more than three months late, the receptionist will probably put you through directly to the nurse. And in Nova Scotia specifically, abortions cannot be performed after 15 weeks and five days. So that's the, that's the uh, what is it? The fetal viability? 15 weeks. 15 weeks and five days, which is pretty short. I yeah, think. That yeah. Is very, that sounds extremely short because yeah. they were saying that the average of fetal viability is 24 weeks. That's right. Roughly and and Abby, Abby said that they told her she had to wait six months. Um, way too long. Um, so Abby was, Abby was a little, a little um, she, she was a little heavy with that number. But again, maybe that was her experience. Maybe she, maybe she fucking went to a clinic and spoke to someone who was like, I don't believe in abortions, so I'm going to give some false information here. Who knows? Or maybe she was coked out of her mind. We don't know, right? So, um, but there you go. There you have it. 15 weeks and maybe five she days. didn't even go to a clinic. <laughs> yeah, maybe she just lied to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but Abby, we love you. No, we love you. Uh, in Nova, Nova Scotia, there can't be... Uh, therefore, if you are more than 12 weeks into your pregnancy, it is very important that we arrange all the appointments for you as quickly as possible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you should still be in your first trimester. Yeah. Um, and then it says, in Nova Scotia, almost all abortions are performed at, the, at a hospital in Halifax. Uh, they are free for all Nova Scotian women with a valid health card. How about that? And they are also covered for most Canadians with a valid health card outside of Nova Scotia. But you may have to pay up front and, and, they, and then be reimbursed by your province. Uh, if you are from outside of Canada, please call us to discuss your options. And also, there's an, apparently an abortion pill called RU486. It's not approved in Nova Scotia, so it's not available here. That's crazy. That yeah. sounds like uh, like some Star Wars Dude, yeah, droid that, or something. It sounds like some sort of laser. Um, a laser pill. Uh, so that's that. We wanted to just kind of clear up the air about uh, abortions. Uh, and we would love to talk to someone about abortions. So if you out there, get at us. 
the other thing that we wanted to touch on. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Oh, yeah. So there's another thing that Abby brought up, and my mom was kind of like, Mm-mm-mm. I don't think so. Dude, it's so funny that your mom your mom is a nurse and and listens to the podcast religiously. She she's, loves it. I, I'm sure that she's heard every every episode. She has, yeah. And uh, the amount of the amount of times that your mom must be shaking her head when she's listening to us talk. <laughs> well, specifically, my mom is a detox nurse, so my mom uh, would have worked directly with people like Abby. And um, you know what? Let's fucking call my mom right now. She doesn't know I'm going to call her, so let's see if she picks up. Hi. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, so when we, we were talking earlier, uh, when we were having pizza for lunch, and uh, you, you were saying that some of the stuff that Abby said on her episode was, uh, wasn't like really quite right. Uh, not the abortion stuff, because um, I already know about that. But what's the, what was the, the stuff you wanted to kind of like clear up about uh, people going to get, like, get help if they're feeling like they need help or, or addicted to something? Um, well, there's a couple things that she said that I didn't think was right. Like she said that uh, she was probably the only one there that uh, went, like most people were there because they had to be there. Right, like they were, they were being forced there uh, by some means, but she, she went in on her own, on her own, Not like... true, because a lot of people that come in there want to be there and they're there because they want to be there. Right. And then the other thing that I that I didn't think was true, she said that she was six months trying to. We told her it would be six months before she'd get a bed. Okay, that's that not, that's definitely not true. So how does that work? Someone is like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm I'm snorting a whole bunch of coke, and I need to get help." And they go in there. Can they just get in there right away? Um, you might not be able to get in right away, but what happens is there's like a wait list, so. You call, um, and they'll do an intake, and then your name goes on um, on the list, right? And you're triaged, and then, as soon, you know, when a bed comes up, um, they'll call you and book you for the bed. Right. But a lot of times, I mean, you know, you might be on the list, and then when, when the bed is available, they'll make a call to you that can't reach you, so just they'll continue down the list, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes like that, yeah. Okay. Um, not, not all the time. I mean, you know, like if you if you were um, in trouble right now and you called and you wanted to get in right away, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get in today, right? Right. Um, okay. Great. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, one other thing is, um, so you're a nurse, right? Yeah. And you've been a nurse for like like my whole life, right? Yeah, I've been a nurse. For 30-something years. Okay, cool. So you might know uh, a little bit about something about this. So we, uh, me and Taylor and Brian were at a wedding this weekend. 
Yeah. And uh, it was it was a pretty like wild party, and mm-hmm. um, uh, three times in the night, Taylor sharded. <laughs> do you do you know what sharded is? Do you know what that means? Yeah. What what does sharded mean? Yeah, he did that so bad. He did it three times in the same night. And uh, so, should he go see a doctor? Uh, no, it might have been just what he was eating that day or drinking or whatever, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, he ate some ice cream. He, he's got a thing with ice cream sandwiches, so maybe he should avoid those, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, he probably has lactose intolerance or something. That's what I told him. Tell her how bad it smelled. Yeah, yeah no, 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 we don't have to go that deep. Uh, okay, thanks, Mom. Um, did you put that on, on, on the air? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> Taylor's going to be so pissed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was weird when he did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was really weird. And, and it did stink really bad. I yeah, can't believe was, you didn't tell her. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think that goes without saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe that was worth keeping in. The, uh, yeah. You know, maybe that opened up some... If you're listening to this and you're you're going through struggles of addiction, uh, just get in there. Just go in there and, and uh, you know, you don't... It, it, it most likely isn't um, that crazy long of a wait. And, and again, Abby, we're not... We're just, we're not, um, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, you spoke to your experience, but, uh, but we also just wanted to make sure that, that the other people that were out there who had their experience or they see it from a different perspective, um, kind of were heard as well. And if you, again, if, if you did, if you haven't listened to Abby's story, uh, or that episode yet, like do it because she, she is an extremely, um, (laughs) Um, honest oh, and yeah. and very powerful speaker when she tells her story. There's no bullshit. Like she tells it exactly how it is, and uh, and that meant a lot for her to come on and share that experience with us. So yeah, it did. She thank was, you, Abby. Yeah, you were you're incredibly honest, and we appreciate that big time. Um, I I think that's pretty much all I had for today. There there was one other thing. Um, so our Patreon is up and running, um, and it's going really well, and. Um, We've got two uh, exclusive episodes that we put up already. We're putting one up uh, once a month. We did we did an episode with uh, with a very sweet little girl named Stella, ten years old. Uh, no, Stella's older than ten, is she? I thought she was ten. Yeah, she's ten. Yeah, ten year old Stella, and uh, she's my, she's my niece. I should know that. Uh, she had she had crazy E. coli and almost died, and so we did a wicked episode with her. And then we also did a little uh, episode that we dropped last night, and it's uh, some unreleased conversations that don't really have much to do with sickness, but they're they're pretty funny, fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, so if you're not already on board with that, go check it out. But uh, one of our patrons, uh, Kristen. Um, she, she hopped on board and became a supporter of sick boy. And, um, and I just fired off a quick thank you email to her. And, uh, she came back with a response and said, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer yesterday. And I'm trying to process this whole situation. Um, so Kristen, I know you're, you're probably going through a really, uh, intense and rough time right now, but just know that, uh, that, 
life uh, things will always be beautiful again, and uh, and and you got a you got a pretty bitching community standing behind you right now. So uh, we are giving you our full support, and um, and there's always people to to listen if you need somebody to talk to. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So uh, much love to you, Kristen, and uh, and sending positive vibes your way. And if you're listening to this, send your positive vibes her way too. Um, that's all I got, man. I'm Brian. And I'm Jeremy. <laughs> and Taylor, go wipe your butt, buddy. <laughs> this is sick, boy. <laughs>